right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. This is the only show dedicated to helping you improve both your technical and non-technical training when it comes to investment banking, especially in the recruiting phase, especially if you don't come from a business or finance background like myself. I feel your pain. I feel your pain because you probably have never seen a lot of this stuff before. But if you made it this deep into the podcast, boy, you know a lot of stuff at this point. And so I'm so excited for you. Let's go ahead and get into today's technical topic. We're talking about the concept of deferred tax assets. And we talked about this before, but now I want to talk about it in the context of what we discussed last episode. You see, in the last episode, we spent a good several minutes talking about and breaking down the complete formula for goodwill and understanding that part of that formula is actually deferred tax assets in terms of writing them down. So that's today's question. Why write down a seller's existing deferred tax assets in an M&A deal? Why would you write down a seller's existing deferred tax assets in an M&A deal? Now, we've already talked about how we write down the value of the existing deferred tax liabilities and basically replace it with creating new deferred tax liabilities depending on the right uh, the write-ups that happen. But now we're going to talk about deferred tax assets. So why are we writing down existing deferred tax assets? Well, deferred tax assets include net operating losses. Remember, we've talked about net operating losses a number of times. And the combined company, after the acquisition, they're going to want to use those net operating losses in order to offset their tax burden. Now, we have to remember some of the nuances of net operating losses in order to follow this through logically from this point. Remember that net operating losses can only be, quote unquote, used up by a certain amount every year. So it's only advantageous to the acquiring company when they purchase a target company if they're able to use the net operating losses of the target company before they expire. And remember that net operating losses, they can only be claimed for a certain period of time too. So that's what leads to the expiration. So there are two scenarios that we need to look at when we're talking about deferred tax assets, when one company is acquiring another. Here's scenario number one. The first scenario is that the acquiring company is able to use up all of the net operating losses of the target company. And that's really beneficial, right? Because that relieves the combined company of more tax burdens in the future. So in this case though, it doesn't really make sense to write down the value of the deferred tax asset during the acquisition because it truly is an asset completely to the combined company. They're going to use all of it in order to offset future taxes. So actually in that scenario, you don't write down anything when it comes to deferred tax assets. But here's the second scenario where it gets a little more complex. There's the possibility that the acquiring company realizes that post-acquisition, you know what? it's only going to be able to use a portion of the net operating losses of the target company. And so in order to account for this, it writes down the existing deferred tax asset in the deal and adds that to Goodwill. And the reason that we would add this to Goodwill is because remember that Goodwill is a quote-unquote plug that accounts for the amount of extra 
quote unquote money that's being paid for the target company. So if we're writing down something, but we're still paying for it, then the amount of the write down should be considered part of the goodwill. So that's, that's why we're adding it to goodwill. So if the second scenario happens, how do we actually calculate it? How do we know how much we should write down the deferred tax asset? Well, it's not too complicated, but it does require a little bit of thought. So here's the equation for deferred tax asset write downs. Deferred tax asset write downs are equivalent to the buyer's tax rate multiplied by your net operating loss balance minus your allowed annual net operating loss multiplied by your expiration period. I'll go through that one more time. Your deferred tax asset write down is equivalent to your buyer's tax rate multiplied by and then the quantity of your net operating loss balance minus your allowed annual net operating loss multiplied by your expiration period. So what are we saying here? Let's go ahead and start kind of from the right side of the equation, moving left now, because sometimes I find it helpful to kind of move in both directions in order to understand what's going on. So if we look at just one part of the equation and allowed annual net operating losses multiplied by the expiration period, what is that telling us? That's basically telling us how much of the net operating losses can be used up, right? If you've got an annual net operating loss amount of a million dollars and you've got five years to use it, well, then you basically have $5 million worth of runway on your net operating losses that can decrease your tax burden. That's one part. Why are we subtracting this from net operating loss balance? Well, that's telling you how much is basically left. So if you had a net operating loss balance of $2 million and then you subtracted, let's say, $50,000 from, from the other part, just making up numbers here, then you would have like $1.75 or sorry, $1.95 million in terms of how much you actually have left in terms of net operating losses that you can use. Now, with this information, you can then multiply it by the buyer's tax rate because remember, the whole purpose of deferred tax assets is to write off your taxes. So you have to multiply by the tax rate of the buyer in order to find out how much money you're going to reduce your asset by. So that's an explanation of that equation. And real quick, I just want to solidify this with an example because I think it will help help uh, you know solidify this concept. So let's go ahead and assume a couple of numbers. I just made all these up. A tax rate, let's assume it's 40%. And let's go ahead and assume a net operating loss balance of $1 billion. Now, let's also assume the annual allowance is $100 million. And there are five years left before the net operating loss expires. So what do we do? Well, our deferred tax asset write-down is equivalent to 40% multiplied by the quantity of 100 million or sorry, $1 billion minus $100 million times five. So that's equivalent to 40% times 500 million because 100 million times five is 500 million. You subtract 500 million from a billion and you get 500 million. Now you just multiply your 40% by your 500 million to get a total deferred tax asset write down of $200 million. So we would add back, we would add up this $200 million 
into our goodwill equation for that component. So that's how you calculate your deferred tax asset write down and why you would actually write it down. It's, it has to do with net operating losses. So that's how it fits into the broader goodwill equation. And I hope that adds some clarity around that aspect. And hopefully you can put the pieces from this episode together with the pieces from the last episode in order to get a more full understanding of what's going on with the expanded definition of goodwill. But yeah, that's what's going on there. So I hope that was helpful. And you know what it is, just trying to live here, just trying to do my best. <laughs> Recording live from Ithaca, New York, Investment Banking Insights. You know what it is. I'll see you on the next one. Take care.